0: A great song and a great piece of art have in common the ability to uh, evoke some form of emotion in the listener that they haven't quite gotten before. If you've already heard it, if you've already experienced it, what's the point of looking at it or listening to it?
1: San Francisco artist Ron Nagel has held dual careers in music and visual arts for more than three decades. Tomorrow he'll be hitting his recording studio, but today he's got to finish up a ceramics commission for an overseas client.
0: This is a a red clay terracotta called Indian Red, which I guess you can say again. I can call it Native American Red, but that's out now, and we're back.
1: Beginning primarily with vessel forms, and eventually moving on to more abstract sculptural shapes, over the years Ron has created hundreds of small ceramic objects, many with similar themes, but no two completely alike. Ron's first foray into clay came in high school, but it wasn't until he apprenticed with renowned ceramicist Peter Volkus at UC Berkeley that he realized the line between craft and art could be permanently erased. Like Volkis, Ron took a revolutionary approach to ceramics, transforming it from utilitarian pottery into abstract modern art.
2: Ron is a child of pop culture. His roots in uh, the whole artistic world come from doo-wop music of the 50s and um, uh, hot rod uh, painting. You can feel the doo-wop and the uh, hot rod in his work always. uh, Not just in the repeated glazes that that get those extraordinary colors, in the kind of rounded, soft edges of things, the suggestions of bass voices going boom, 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 boom. I, I feel all that in Ron's stuff. I'm
0: attracted to melancholy a lot. That's my favorite kind of music. I mean, I like to rock, too, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really drawn to a, a certain kind of melancholy. Somehow these darker colors kind of remind me of that.
1: Well, he's always liked the very intimate things, you know, small-scale, really taking care of everything. I don't know how he works that hard, you know, I mean, I can't do it. He's just really prolific.
0: It does take an amazing amount of patience. Which, if you ask anybody, particularly my wife, I have none of, except when I'm in here.
1: For many years, Ron was known for his variations on the cup form. But lately, that's an image he's been trying to shake.
0: I'm trying to get out of being Mr. Cup right now. I just want to do something completely different. I would say everything I've done in the last almost five years has come from a drawing. This is in my show, actually. Uh I mean, the whole goal for me is Uh to keep the spirit of the drawing.
1: These new things, which is something that he's never done, are figurative in a way. There are gestures in there, there's body parts in there. They almost look like they made themselves in a way to me. I mean, some of them are really funny and beautiful. And kind of ugly at the same time. and The color's killer. He does do a lot of things that nobody else does. They probably don't know what he does, and I'm not gonna tell you, but. <laughs> Ron just fires these things over and over. I mean, I don't know how many, 10 times, 12 times, he fires glazes and layers them. This is why he gets that incredible color. Since 1979, Ron has inspired hundreds of students as a professor at Mills College. But teaching will always be just a day job.
0: If I could do this full time and make music, I wouldn't need any therapy, psychotropic drugs, tranquilizers. I just sit here and do this all the time, which is my goal in life.
1: Since the late 60s, Ron has earned a reputation as an under-the-radar, yet critically acclaimed singer-songwriter. There it is. His solo album, Bad Rice, garnered a four-star review in Rolling Stone magazine. And he's had songs recorded by pop icons Barbara Streisand, Pablo Cruz, and the rock bands Jefferson Airplane and The Tubes. His style ranges from tender ballads to irreverent rock, like the Doo-Rocks 1979 release, saving it all up for Larry. San Francisco Chronicle senior pop music critic, Joel Selvin, has collected all of Ron's records and is currently writing the definitive Nagel biography.
2: I think he writes a lot of songs about not getting laid and uh, being frustrated and, you know, the, the anti-love song, the anti-pop song. Uh, inside Out, you know. Not Tonight. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Today, Ron has come to Tiki Town Studios in Mill Valley to finish work on a new CD, his first release in 30 years.
0: Yes, yes. You're so mighty, so mighty, (laughs) my brother.
1: Scott Matthews has been Ron's songwriting partner and producer since 1975, when they first formed the Do-Rocks.
0: A lot of the songs we're recording were written perhaps 30 years ago when we first got together, you know. And in some cases, we even used the demo that we cut, like the the four-track demo, and we can enhance it a lot. We can do a lot with funky old recordings.
2: I see Ron Nagel, musically, as akin to writers like Randy Newman and Leonard Cohen, guys who use humor as a form of getting to deeper places in, in, in their uh, songs and to take the, the listeners into topics that, that can't really be faced head on.
0: Okay, this is a song that is about a priest that gets aroused during a confession. Oh, very nice. It's, it's very timely. Yes, timeless. (laughs) Timeless.
2: He's a really big guy. And then in the music world, he it's the same thing. It's this tiny little group of people that know who Ron Nagel is and know how great he is and recognize him and and, and the rest of the world is who's Ron Nagel. I just want to
0: perpetuate the things that I've been moved by and that I love and in turn want to do something and hope that something I make will, Blows somebody's mind. But, uh, and the riff, right and yeah, and great.